0: Hey everyone, did you think it was gonna be different? Well, so did I. What I've learned is that I'm not your typical daughter, mom, ex-wife, business owner, or maybe I am, but I just don't know it because no one talks about it. We are all too busy with a bunch of different balls in the air to take time to process, well, just about anything. But that is all gonna change with this tribe. Ladies, I'm one of you. I've been there and done that, and we don't need to go through it alone. Will we be practical? Yep. Will we be goofy? Absolutely. Will we swear? You bet your sweet ass. By the way, little secret, this is not gonna be the podcast you wanna listen to in the van with your kids. So ladies, slip on your heels, cause we all feel more powerful in heels. Grab your wine, cause it's five o'clock somewhere. And let's dive into Not Your 1950s Housewife with me, Gina Seminary. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Not Your 1950s Housewife podcast. Happy Thursday. I am excited to have Emmy Kirshner on today. Um, Emmy and I have, we actually got introduced by a common friend of ours, and it turns out we're actually fairly similar individuals. Um, Emmy's an investor, a serial entrepreneur, coach, and international speaker, and she masterfully combines her intuitive abilities with her analytical sense to help entrepreneurs and visionary leaders build businesses that make an impact while doubling revenue. I loved listening to what you're an expert in because a few of these, Emmy, I want to talk about, um, but there are four things that she's an expert in. One is implementing strategic and long-term plans, two, increasing productivity and performance while reducing stress, three, increasing sales by maximizing process and lead capture, and four, building leadership and communication skills for business owners. She's also an instructor at the Young Entrepreneurial Academy, where she teaches 7th through 12th graders how to write business plans and pitch to investors. She sits on the board of Femme City, Philadelphia, which is the largest women's business networking group in Philadelphia, living in Philadelphia. She's there with her two dogs and she's a foodie, a beach lover, and plans her extensive travel around where she will eat and wear flip flops, which I love. Welcome, Emmy. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really glad to be on the show. Well, thank you, and just reading your bio, it turns out we have more in common than we thought um First of all, I was involved with Femme City Rochester a few years ago. Oh, um, cool. Yes. I'm not sure if it's still in existence. At the time, it was they were switching presidents and trying to figure out kind of where do we go from here. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I read this a few weeks ago that I was like, wow, look at that, a, a,
1: common, a common connection here. It and- is so cool. We just had change of leadership here in Philly and... Um, it's good. I think it's going to be really different, but I'm super excited about what's like the possibility of that. Because I think it'll just get better. How long have you been on the board? Um, just a year. Okay.
0: All right. I see. think it was a year. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I think our our chapter was extremely new. And I think at the time when the change of leadership was going over, they were just trying to figure out like, is there enough momentum here to actually build a chapter in Rochester? And if so, who's Mm going to take the lead? So unfortunately at that time, my business took a different direction and I didn't really have as much time as I thought I was going to have. So I was like, this is a perfect opportunity for me to kind of just back out of it for now and just see, but now I'm going to be curious to tap back in and see whatever happens.
1: Nationally, they're doing a lot more online, which is I think really cool because it gives people the opportunity to connect anytime, you know, wherever they're at, but they're offering more online courses and programs to support business owners and entrepreneurs. That's great.
0: And yeah, as I was reading these, you know, items that you focus in, I said in my intro, there's one that stood out for me and it really does. <laughs> Increasing productivity and performance while reducing stress. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like isn't that what anybody wants, whether you're a business owner or a stay-at-home mom? I mean Whatever the whatever you're trying to excel in while reducing stress, I think is huge. Talk to yeah. me about that without kind of giving us all the answers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I could talk all day about that. It's funny. I just did a corporate training program yesterday um, for as part of their annual retreat and had so much fun but they were when i started sharing like how you can really maximize performance and the difference between performance and productivity and that for me productivity is about is more like just getting stuff done you know checked off your to- to-do list quickly and performance is about creating sustainable energy long term and and both for you as the person whether you're the business owner or you're part of the team you know in that business setting or just the individual from a health and wellness perspective and what that looks like and as I was talking yesterday and sharing some of the stories we were kind of laughing because it was all um everything I've learned I mean I've read a lot of books I've read a lot of studies all of that you know more significant scientific stuff it's great to back it up with but Everything that I really learned, I learned as a single mom with my kids because <laughs> they were both, you know, just two boys. Um, I was; they were five and seven when I got divorced, and I really had no support. So, and I was saying, like, they were both just not high maintenance, but really energetic and very different, with very different needs, and they had a really limited um, span of time to do things like errands like grocery shopping or clothes shopping or anything else and i would like literally find the most efficient way to do it so that it could be pleasant for all three of us um you know because i didn't like when i just first got to work i didn't have money for a babysitter or anything and it was just the three of us so that was kind of the catalyst for it and i'm probably going to write a book now like you know, something in the vein of, you know, my million dollar empire started with my kids or something, right? No, but I think that's, you you learn, you,
0: I think you learn phenomenal business takeaways and business ideas through non-business moments, right? Like raising the two boys and trying to figure that out, teach you the taught you the most about something that you're now teaching others internationally about with regards to productivity performance and stress
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and it's I mean it it makes me a little sad because everybody seems to be overwhelmed and stressed these days and that plays a a huge part in like your overall outlook in life and I really want people to just be happy I mean I know it sounds really simple but why not (laughs) like if you're feeling overloaded then
0: do you think yeah, not. do you think some of that is the corporate culture though? I mean, it's I think I the- I, I think it's really hard because I, I I am an entrepreneur now, but I came from the corporate world. And as an entrepreneur, I've got way more say and control over my stress level and, and managing that and my mm-hmm. performance. Whereas in the corporate world, you're somewhat dictated and owned. And sometimes that stress is placed on you, which is hard to not feel and work, you know, it's too difficult to work around because it's coming from the top down. Do you think that that plays a role
1: in it? I think yes. And and I think it's changing too, particularly with the millennials being such a, a force um, in the workplace now. But I think particularly like five years ago, it was like, it was almost like that, overbearing parent who's like, just do what I say. This is the way to do it. I don't want to hear anything, you know, kind of mentality. And now we're seeing more collaboration and team growth and, and really learning to manage and lead from both top down and bottom up. I
0: love it. This is so timely too. I mean, in, in my world right now, there's, there's a change of leadership too in our office and there's a few potential opportunities and um, which could very much increase, um, my requirements, um, therefore my productivity and Mm -hmm. who I'm going to be leading. And I right now live my, I mean, like I'm my own business. So I come and go as I please. I've got that complete autonomy of my time. I manage my stress level phenomenally, honestly, because if I feel stressed, I'm the one that put it on myself so I can redirect myself and adjust it accordingly and and put it into perspective and be more mindful about it and understand, okay, either you're completely spinning this out of control or yeah, this is kind of a high stress moment, but it's not going to last forever. Like I can coach myself through that because it's self-induced stress. Right. But in this next role, if it does manifest that way, it won't just be self-induced, it will be given. (laughs) Right. Right. And, um, I, 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 as I was reading this and and just listening to, I I think it's going to take a way more um, patience on my part to see Mm kind of where's this stress coming from and how am I going to manage it?
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. And what I shared with the the group that I talked to to yesterday, and I think this is the way more companies need to be run. And it's the way I ran my kids and our family was what I refer to as being a democratic dictatorship yes and yep. uh, really hearing what they had to say and what they wanted and we made family decisions together with the caveat that obviously i'm the parent right and particularly i started implementing this when they were like 10 and 12 ish um they still needed a lot of guidance but it created a place for them to really be heard and contribute amazing ideas that if i had just been like well for vacation we're doing x y and z then, um, you know, they wouldn't have had some of the experiences that we had or been able to say, well, we really want to do, you know, something else. And the same thing from a business perspective, where if the leadership isn't listening to the team, then you're not really hearing what's going on. And I've seen this in a lot of really big corporations where, you know, they've got the mission statement and they've got projects laid out, but when they're not, because they're, you know, there's several levels up. They're not hearing some of the problems that are, you know, kind of in the lower ranks, if you will. Interesting. And and if you connect some of that, things happen a lot faster.
0: Right. And you said so much there. So first when you were talking about um, the boys and trips and, you know, kind of how you ran your household, right? I'm so glad to hear you say that because that's kind of what I do. But generationally, my parents are like, you give them way too much, you know, say into this. And, you know, you, it it shouldn't be run as, you know, you're all making decisions together. You're the parent. And I'm like, okay, I I see where you're coming from, because that's how you were raised. And that's how you raised me. Um, But I love it. Like I told my kids next year, 2021, I want to take them on an international trip, ideally. And I said, you know, Gianna, you're going to be 13 so where do you think you'd like to go? And she's like Paris. I'm like interesting cuz we don't speak French and she's like well, I'll figure it out by then and I said all right right like and that was kind of the conversation and that's how I run my my house. Yes same. Um although now they're getting a sense of entitlement like last night she sat in my bedroom and told me that I shouldn't have to remind her of everything because she's 11 now and <laughs> You no, know, right. And it's, oh, That's exactly how she said it. I'm 11 now, and I know what I need to do to get things done, and I know the time frame of which I need to do them. So you don't need to remind me of them. And I just kind of looked at her, and I was like, "I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, you have such attitude, but you're gonna run a kick-ass business someday, <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, um, I love that, and I love like strong-willed, opinionated girls because I think for so long we've kept. At least that's my experience growing up was that we've kind of kept girls quiet and not having a voice. And I love seeing these girls come and be like, This is what I'm gonna do and this is how I'm gonna make it happen and you can't stop me. And and you know what's interesting? So I was my mom
0: was a very strong female and we it was just myself and my sister, and we both went to all female high schools. Mm -hmm. So I was surrounded by powerful women. So I am very comfortable teaching my daughter. How to be a strong girl and how to advocate for herself. Got it okay. a sense of humor and grace me with a son. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do with you. Right. Like, because <laughs> now when I reprimand them and they're both in the same space, I'm trying to teach my daughter, like to stand up for herself and to be bold and, you know, to be able to articulate what she's feeling and not to get frustrated. And then at the same time, my son is, he's like getting lost. Cause he's younger than her too. And he's like, I don't like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like the same thing but you're going about it a little differently like stop hitting her and stop pushing her like use your words, <laughs> right? And I'm I'm finding myself sometimes in the middle between the two of them like I want her to be a strong female and I want him to be a strong male and I also want him to know how to treat a strong female. Right. Right, which is a whole other dichotomy I think our culture is going through right now.
1: Yeah. Um, and having the the EQ and and the empathy for yes. just like
0: Yes. So yeah. I I sometimes I love that I have one of each, but I think talk about learning lessons. (laughs) It's like I'm consciously cognizant of what's coming out of my mouth and how it could be perceived by both of them. My 11-year-old know-it-all daughter and my eight-year-old, actually he's turning nine on Sunday. So I'll just say nine, but he's extremely sensitive. So it's- And boys are. And I never thought- I guess I'd, I would have never guessed, right? Being raised with a yeah. sister who was four years younger than me. I don't know. I was mowing the lawn and she was cleaning the gutters. My dad treated us like we were guys and that's why yeah. we're really independent. Um, but I had no idea. Like when I, I was like, I don't know, I got a boy. I don't know what to do with this.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't know what to do with boys either. <laughs> I'm just kidding, You got too. I was all ready for like tea parties and stuff. Uh-huh. and it's like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. But I think a lot of, I love
0: how you tied it together because I have thought sometimes my success in business is, I've actually gotten better over the past few years since I've gotten divorced because I do look at things differently. My perspective on life has changed. Um, Managing my stress level has changed. Priorities have obviously changed. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was also just recently reading an article about how women And they were trying to explain, like, just in our um, the way our brain functions, we are somewhat better leaders because of all of these things that we've had to deal with. Right. You know, since we were raised with regards to multitasking and making sure things get done and, you know, trying to make sure not to put ourselves first. Right. Like, all of these things that we don't necessarily think of as like leadership skills or great business skills actually. Help us in the end be better mm-hmm. leaders without having to think so hard about it. Like they're innate skills and innate traits that we do, whereas our male counterparts actually have to stop and think, like, how can I be more empathetic?
1: Right. <laughs> how can well, I follow up on this email? Exactly. We're much more thinking about the whole and not just the individual. And you know what you said. I was reading your website
0: the other day because I was like, I want to find out more about her. I love the way you phrase some of this stuff because when That's I was so in the cool. corporate world, we always talked about work life balance. And when I became a business owner, I told everybody there's no such thing as that. They are intertwined. Right. You, they yeah. should, like I bring my kids to the office and they know that like my kids say hi to my clients and like they know what I'm doing and they they know about the podcast. Like it just it is life is easier when you can combine the two. And I love what you put. I think life balance is bullshit. And my kids okay. in personal life are just as important to me as my business. Right. Like they are all important and they all can be done at the same time as long as you're not trying to balance them because it's just the facade
1: yeah i i talk about flow a lot because it to me it's not like i mean first of all it's not separate like everything is just what we're talking about it's it's all one it's that you're focusing your attention at different times and different periods and different days more on one than the other yep and and beyond the like day to day stuff but there's periods where like your business needs more of your attention and there's periods where your kids or or just you or your friends or anything else needs more attention and it's allowing that to happen without beating yourself up and being stressed out about it because everything's going to work out in the end it's so true
0: so then how do you work specifically with let's say individuals like myself right let's use me as an example i'm a business yeah. owner I'm not in Philly. I'm in Rochester. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm learning all these different parts of what you do individually. But how would you work with someone
1: like myself? Is it so like a, a one-time phone call? Is it like a? a- yeah, no. So there's a couple of different ways to work with me. I have two um, different levels of one-on-one coaching that um, you could hire me to do. One's a six-month program. One's a twelve-month program, and both of them. Um, well, the 12 month is far more in depth. So it really depends on what your needs are and where you, where you're at. But I, I do all my coaching calls through zoom or phone, so You can be anywhere. And then it's just aligning, whatever, you know, you want as a business owner to do over the next six to 12 months. And then I help you accomplish it. And, and from the standpoint of like, let's look at your entire business. Where do you want to grow? Um, You know, what's your marketing look like? What are you offering? What does the pipeline look like? And then let's make it all happen so that we reach these really cool goals and do it in essentially less time. So do you work with individuals in all different areas of business? Primarily service-based businesses. So like I don't work with retail or tech um, or medical stuff. Stuff, <laughs> stuff I like lump it all and uh, the stuff. So then, yeah. who do you,
0: who do you, who are some of your most consistent customers? What areas? Oh, are absolutely.
1: So, uh, other coaches and consultants, um, professional organizers, photographers, um, caterers, um, realtors, financial advisors, attorneys. They're all people that tend to be. Either more creative, or they're really passionate about helping other people, and they're excellent at the service that they provide. They're less excellent at the place that they're hiring me. In how do I build the business? Like they've gotten to a certain place where they're feeling overwhelmed and stressed out because they have enough sales coming in that they can't continue to execute and grow. So they experience a lot of you know ups and downs in their sales cycle.
0: Okay. So have you ever worked with someone who is not working, like either a stay-at-home mom or someone's in, who's in transition.
1: Yeah, I actually just did a VIP day with um, a woman who wants to start an indoor dog park in Philly, nice. and she's like pre everything. Um, so we helped. I sat with her for a couple of hours, and we worked on her business plan, mapped out you know what she needs from not only space but what her expenses would be, some general marketing stuff um and started to formulate more concretely what her vision is and what the business plan from a financial perspective would look like.
0: Okay. So that yeah. so someone like that could also tap into your resources.
1: Yes. Yeah. I love like love, love, love having people break down their their well share one, their big dream, but then break that down into this is the next step you need to do tomorrow to get there. Okay. So I'll give you the 30,000 foot view and then we'll back it into tomorrow. Got it. Okay. And you either do that in six months or 12 months. Yes. Yep. And then I have a really cool membership site that is the Tribe of Leaders Biz School. And we're actually launching that in February. We're going to open enrollment again. And that's for somebody who's maybe just getting started isn't ready to do the deep dive but wants one the community and some accountability but the ability to learn how to do facebook ads what does the sales pipeline look like um you know what's a client avatar and how do i you know how do i narrow mine and find my niche and it has just vast resources in it and then i do Two live calls every month, uh, one of which is a co-working time and it's the opportunity to really build your leadership skills and operate your business as a CEO. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So then how
0: old are your boys now?
1: They just turned
0: 19 and 21. Oh gosh. So they yeah. are not in the house anymore? They are.
1: No. No, you know, I mean, my uh, my younger guys in um, college, a couple of hours from here, so obviously he's home for holidays and potentially this summer. But yeah, they're they're basically out. Uh, i love it. Yeah. You do not have empty nest syndrome. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm a freedom nester.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I had a podcast on a few um, months ago all about empty nest syndrome. Um, and it's so funny because either sometimes people have it or they
1: don't. <laughs> There's no gray space. Yeah, I don't. And I really started planning. Like I had this aha moment as Brian, my older guy, was entering his senior year of high school, like, and it was really like, oh my God, there's light at the end of the (laughs) tunnel. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be done being a full-time mom someday. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: Hopefully they're off the payroll too. (laughs) Not
1: quite yet. But from a time perspective, it's not the same as, you know, football games and homework oh. and everything. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yep. You are. Yeah, I am a full-time Uber right now going
0: in opposite directions. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. So oh. I started to think okay. about and ask myself, like, what's next? Uh, yeah. And that original idea morphed and changed and evolved over the last three years to, uh, right after Matthew graduated from high school this past summer, uh, I sold my townhouse that was like Way out in the burbs, moved into Philadelphia. I'm renting an apartment. I got rid of all of my stuff, bought new furniture, um, and I'm looking for 2021 to potentially travel a couple of months of the year. Oh my god! And
0: you could, if you're doing all. I mean, you're similar to myself uh, with my business. I am do 90% of my stuff over the mm-hmm. phone, which allows both you and I to really be anywhere when you do it, yeah. which is awesome. Oh
1: yeah. I was in Barcelona last year, last summer, and I worked part of it. And it was yeah. other than I had to, you know, do the mental math about time zones, it was so easy. Right. Ah. Oh. And then I see you're building out this uh, social media
0: profile here on Instagram, because I've been tracking the 365 (laughs) days of Emmy. Is this a uh, (laughs) New Year's resolution?
1: (laughs) I really don't do resolutions. So it's more of a challenge for me. Um, As much as I am an extrovert, I really, a lot of times don't feel like showing up on social media. That's me. Uh, And it's not that I don't want to connect with people. It's just it feels like a lot of work, and I generally try to avoid doing things that feel heavy or not fun. It was like, how can I make this fun for me? So I'm like, well, uh, doing a year would be a really long time. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what happens. Like it's one picture a day. So, and I, I think it's go ahead. I, say, I think you know I don't know if I'll do a picture of me every time. I think I did one of my dog couple of days ago but you did and I think you did a quote the other day which I don't unless you did two in one day and you just got carried away Sometimes <laughs> it, like two or three times a day depending on what is what's in our schedule see um
0: that's an area that I my, I mean my daughter again she knows it all right but but she's generationally they are on it all the time And they don't care what they look like. They don't care what they're doing. They're just posting it on there. And I feel like you and I are of the same mentality. It does seem like work. It does seem like something I'm going to need to take time to do. Whereas she takes a picture and posts it up there in 32 seconds and she's perfectly fine with it. And over Christmas, ironically enough, I had thought a very similar strategy that you did. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try and post on Instagram every single day this year. Mm I ended up canning that one. Cause I chose a different one, which was to try and meditate for 300 out of 365 right. days. So um, I'm cruising right along on that. Um, trying to be more mindful of posting a little bit on Instagram, but it's not as simple for me as I think it is for some of the younger generations. So I was so excited when I saw that with your hashtag, I was like, I'm not the only one who's trying to be more present on social media. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. And, like for me, just the way I operate, like I'm not, when it comes to business stuff, like I need to think things through. And yeah. the great part of that is that if when I have the opportunity to do it, what I come out with is generally speaking, really, you know, really good. Um, downside is that it like, it takes me longer to get everything kind of together and organized in my head. So I'm always trying to find the balance of that. Um, yep, I hear you. Because there's something really cool about spontaneity and not that there won't be spontaneity in my 365. Like I have no idea what I'm going to do for today. Uh, still, as soon as the idea pops in my head, then I'll be like, oh, well, it'll work this way. And, right. and if I feel like I'm set up correctly, then I can go a lot faster. Do you
0: have a daily reminder set? Or are you just trying
1: to remember? I just remember because... Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm starting to get a little bit more engagement, so which is super cool. But that's I that, mean, yeah, you are. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. So then what do you do when you want to unwind and just relax? Oh god. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha.
1: <laughs> nothing. I do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, stop it right now um no i read a lot i go work out i have a peloton bike um, yes i used to spin peloton oh yeah i love it love it uh, but like truth be told too like i will totally binge watch network or netflix or amazon or whatever mm-hmm. uh, i mean i don't watch a lot of tv but like if i'm tired but not tired enough to go to sleep or i just need like the mental break um i'll totally do that i'm Also, we'll walk the dogs and we'll just walk aimlessly in the city. Uh, eat I will eat almost anything except for sea urchin, so I'm on a mission to try like every restaurant in Philly or almost every restaurant. That's great. And there's a lot of them, so I have a long ways to go. (laughs)
0: Uh Well at least you're down in the city now so it's a you know quick
1: little uh, walk with the dogs or walk by yourself versus having to drive in. Yes, oh my god, yes. And the really cool thing about Philly is that it's a very walkable city and it's not like unlike New York where it's just huge. You know, you can get really from the core parts of of Philly you can get from one end of the city to the other just by walking.
0: I honestly have never been to Philly, so I might have to come so visit come you. visit! It's, it's so much fun. Ah, well, listen, I appreciate you taking time out of your afternoon to chat with me. Oh,
1: my goodness. I've loved this. This has been so much fun.
0: Thank you. and for everybody listening, if you want to find out more about Emmy, uh, she does have her own website, emmikershner.com. Mm-hmm. But you can also connect with her. Obviously, we had the chat about social media on Instagram. So go follow her on her 365 days of Emmy on Instagram. Um, On Facebook, she's there as well. And she also has a Facebook group called Tribe of Leaders, which we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely connect with Emmy and continue to follow her and the things she's doing this year. And then if you liked our chat, definitely give us a rating on iTunes. Emmy, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having
1: me take
0: care. Hey, Tribe. Thanks for tuning in today. I hoped you loved these few minutes you got to separate from your tactical life to do something for yourself. Of course, we're on iTunes, but Instagram is our place of choice. Follow us there, listen to past episodes, or DM me at Gina Seminary. Make sure you kick some ass today. Love you.